to the rumpus room hey everybody how's it going out there we're back kicking it here in the rumpus room and let's hit him with the takeaway message of the day probably the most uh overused term is you need to get better sleep uh in terms of health however there's a really good book by matthew walker that i've just gone through and the punchline is you need to get more sleep more sleep Hmm. obviously that's what it is however there's some pretty compelling evidence that he's done he just had a really good ted talk which we can post onto our site is supporting this so they did a lot of research on medical residents and air rates and it all points to the same thing that you should get more sleep which we all know we should um you know it's funny because last night i didn't get amazing sleep and i've been reading about sleep so i get frustrated maybe so, you're like, thinking about it too much when you're going to sleep i did i used the a strategy before? that he told me though and what's worked. a strategy so if you're in bed and you can't count get, sheep what count sheep no it's, no. Not, it's not counting sheep <laughs> well the, so he said the best strategy say you're in your bedroom and you're bouncing around yeah get out of the bed go into another room and do something and then come back and you'll have a better chance of sleeping I have found that just moving all together and going to sleep in a different location has really been helpful too. Yeah, it's, that's that's worked with me. It doesn't make the significant other really happy. From oh uh, yeah, we've. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I feel like that I've traversed that one. Uh, oh, I know. It's just funny because I've had that conversation with a lot of different guys on the. Are you mad at me? Like the. Oh yeah, I. I haven't I haven't had that uh, that discussion in a while, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just funny because I think it's more person driven too. But I mean, what yeah, I certainly, ha- certainly. And what I have found though is that moving to another room and coming back has been better for me. I was able to get to sleep a lot quicker, you know. And one of the interesting things that's another point, um, you know, kind of the last point is temperature is one of the most important. Mm. Mm-hmm. things that drives circadian rhythm so mm-hmm. basically get cold well, yeah the ideal temperature being you it's know, like two low degrees 70s it's like yeah. 68 you want your body like temperature to drop mm-hmm. that's what you want and that's why everybody says they sleep better in the winter it's true sure um well i have been using which something that's rather embarrassing, I think, but I live in a uh, corner apartment unit on a stop sign on the third floor with street lights. And we're at the level where when the street lights flick on, we can actually hear the buzz of, yeah. So there's a lot of light, you know, in our beds, in our bedroom windows. And I have been, my girlfriend's been using a sleep mask for a long time, and I finally just caved, and after, well, really, it came from this discussion that we had with um, our fishing and mm-hmm. wilderness guide, um, Mr. Chuck, and he said that a really great way to calm the central nervous system is to have total blackout. So when he did his when he did his uh sleep study they um they recommended that you use a mask so uh i i purchased one and it's it's really been a game changer actually really? uh yeah it has um 
is even if the blinds are pulled and and sometimes I don't like to pull the blinds because then we don't get the uh, morning. Well, we don't get the morning, or uh, we don't get the wind from because we're there's a nice oh, breeze that yeah, comes yeah. through because we're on the corner so then speaking of cool yeah yeah so i like to keep the blinds open and if it's windy then you get blinds that sort of smash and whatever but that's a that's a different story altogether yep. what i'm trying to say is the sleep mask <laughs> was a good investment uh i've been sleeping a lot better with it i wake up and it's never on my face but it doesn't really matter i was gonna because say i got one you have one i have one do you use it uh, I don't use it as much as I should. Okay. I it, well, I, do you have total darkness in your room, though? I have. We have much better darkness in my new than you in used our to. new yeah. house than we used to. So I am, and that's interesting because, so my me and my girlfriend moved in together, and before that, her place was as light as it could be. Like I mm-hmm. was so frustrated, mm-hmm. I could never get good sleep there. My place mm-hmm. was dark as a cave. Yeah. And she was like, gosh, I get good, such good sleep here. Da, 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 da. Um, um, and so that is a big thing for me. Is having darkness. And so I brought the mask over to her place because sure. I was at my wit's end. I'm like, I don't know if I can. Yeah. I can't sleep over. I can't get to sleep. Yeah. And I tried moving around, but she had lights everywhere. There's no no options. It was yeah. not a good deal. So. That's, but I would always wake up and it'd come, it'd be off. There, I think it's impossible. The the only way to keep a sleep mask on your face during the during sleeping is if you have more of like a uh, you need a vertical strap, which is just absurd. <laughs> Can you think? So you you have to have a horizontal strap, which obviously is like every other piece of head equipment, gear, you know, yeah. headgear that you would ever have. But then what happens is it always slides up your face. So oh, it ends up sure. on your forehead, and then it and then it like shoots off the elast- elastic. Sure, off. sure, sure. So you would need a vertical strap. So, but uh, nobody, I don't think anybody wants a, s- a vertical strap. No, you'd look like a. You would look like a killer. You'd look like a psycho. You, you look, look like Bane. You would look like Bane, or you would look like um, the uh, Hannibal Lecter sort yeah. of. That, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Um, I that would be pretty scary to wake up next to somebody who is wearing like a Hannibal Lecter vertical uh, vertical restraining strap sleep mask. I mean that not gonna not gonna be a great way to start the week. But I've I've actually been sleeping like super heavy. I don't know if it's because of that sleep mask or because uh, I've been getting more into my workout routines. But also I've just been so dog dead effing tired when it when i'm when i've been going to bed because mm-hmm. that's good i usually push a a work session from like 8 to 10 p.m and that's near the end of that 10 p.m i'm just absolutely grueling you know it's like yeah you're drained you're so i'm so drained so i've been going to bed recently and just had no le- no gas left in the tank not even enough gas left in the tank to read like i've been so so that's that's really nice. I I enjoy that. Yeah, but that's cool. I spent mm-hmm. most of the spring having really erratic, bad sleep patterns. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's and it's, you know, according to this study, it's one of the most dangerous things you can do. It's linked to heart disease. Blah 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 blah. And he, you know, I was talking about that with with uh, some people. Uh, today and they're all joking they're like well that's probably why women live longer it's because they sleep more than men perhaps um did he debunk the eight hour myth or did he support the eight hour thing he supports the eight hours he says eight to nine 
Because I'll tell you, I... Actually, he says seven to nine. Seven to nine is what he said. Okay, because I almost like clockwork will wake up every morning at six, just like wide awake. And I think it's because I go through six hours of sleep, so I go through four REM cycles. Boom. Yep. It's And it's all about the and cycle. Like, I got to get... Mm-hmm. But I, I think... And I, I sometimes just lay in bed and I'm kind of like, you know, I should probably get one more REM cycle mm-hmm. in if I can. So sometimes I lay there and just try for one, but it would be... No- I wonder if uh, they could do more research or if I could have perhaps like a sleep study on if I really need that extra REM cycle or two, mm-hmm. you know, because nine hours would be a full two more REM cycles. I mean, that's a lot of effing sleep. It is. I, you know, when we were fishing, I did, did nine hours pretty consistently. And I mean, I think it contributed pretty well to my, I was in a good mood the whole week. Sure. You know, or I, I was sure. in a better mood. I, once I, you know, after we drank the three pots of coffee, I didn't really know what planet I was on, but yeah, that really helped. I, I found that that nine hours really, I was really re- refreshed every day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out, cause I've been able to survive on seven, you know, like as long as I've gotten seven, yeah, I've been fine. Yeah, I, I'm usually okay on seven, seven and a half. Uh, eight is probably ideal. And when I do the whole, like, I'm not going to set my alarm thing. I wake up usually eight hours. Hmm. It's probably my mm-hmm. a seven and a half, that extra REM cycle you're talking about. I think that's really where I wake up. And there's tons of sleep apps and all this stuff that you can go tons and of it, analyze. Yeah. So it's really, it's really interesting. And the guy really argues, and this is actually interesting. So he mentions kids waking up early in the morning. So like school start time is a big thing. Guess which what schools were listed what, what do you mean so that he talked about two schools that had changed their cycle and have been in you know all the sat scores act scores have gone up there's been less traffic accidents of the kids i, I don't know are they local ours, here ours really ours was one of them matamidai matamidai was one and wow. Uganda was the other one and oh so thing, he's a local guy no he's in britain Wow, and he picked Minnesota, the market? Two of the three schools. The other one was in Wyoming. Holy cow. Yeah, so, and this story kind of hits home because there was a kid that was a year older than us that I played basketball with that died. He got into a traffic, traffic accident, accident in yeah. the morning, and what they determined, I don't know. They speculated as if he fell asleep behind the wheel. What happened was the bus driver was... Oh, the bus driver was sleeping. So it's too well, early. Yeah, but he slammed into the back of the bus, I thought. So I don't know how. Yeah, I, there's so many different stories, and I don't know what the appropriate one is. But they said that the traffic accidents have been reduced by like 60% for students, which... Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, in the first place, why do you have students start... What did we start at? 7? We started 15? at 7.08. Oh, yeah, it's funny how quickly you remembered that. Yeah. The first bell, oh. 708. And the reason we started at that time was so that... The bus schedules. Well, the the bus schedules, but also the primary driver of a early start is after-school activities. For sure. Because then you leave sufficient amount of time for the teachers to get home by 5. Because the coaches yep. and the students can then be picked up. Yeah. And, it, and it's not that, you know, you start the school sports at 3.30 and then by the time the kid gets picked up, it's, you know, 7... 6.30 or, mm-hmm. or whatever, or, or 
I don't know, six o'clock. Five thirty. But I remember we were typically home about five fifteen. I'd say we're almost every day. Yeah, every day, and we but we did start at seven. So yeah, a high school. I woke up with a less developed mind at an earlier time and not a full consistent not full sleep definitely never like in any sort of spry mood excited for i'm not much of a morning person anyways but according to 23 and me the ideal wake up time for myself 8 50 a.m really they that say, doesn't surprise me at your all. intended wake up time 8 50 based wow. on your genetics and all of this stuff is just a hardcore proxy like none of it is it's none of it's it's correlated of it data right it's exactly not, exactly it's, it's exactly. correlated data that it can't it's not like we yeah, read people, your dna and this is this what it type, means definitely definitely mm-hmm. the only thing they really have that definitive sort of approach on are the genetic based diseases yeah which which yeah. they do have and interestingly enough i have one of the genetic markers for celiac disease Hmm. which our nearly our entire family does. Yes. But uh, they test for two of them in the 23andMe, and I do not have the other genetic marker for it. Hmm. So um, I think it's kind of interesting, and I think the reason our cousins, all of the family, has a horrible reaction to wheat. I, I bet both of them have. Double. Double. They've, mm-hmm. They nailed both of those. Uh, especially. Well, we probably have a pretty good chance of getting double in our family. You think of the... The heritage, but honestly, uh, our father is not as Scandinavian as their our uncle. You know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's the yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, for sure. Which I thought was you know, and because that was the that was what the test said, right? Yeah, we were. Well, yeah, but we are uh, according to our um, our results. The we are. Uh, 86 or 90 no 100 percent broadly northwest european but uh like 78 percent or no 86 percent scandinavian something mm-hmm. like that it was which is very high yeah scandinavian yep but yeah it, so i think sleep is very it's a very genetic thing and they were talking about these early school start times and how Everybody has been performing significantly better on tests. Oh, that's terrific. And they're showing it in, you know, across the board. And you were hitting on the point, which was, I, I think, it's not about the kids in that start time. Yeah, exactly. The, it's the, about other, it's, it's about the teachers. It's convenience. Or it's, I don't know who it's about. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's oftentimes it's easier for parents to drop their kids off before they go to work. Exactly, yeah. So it all works kind of against the kids, which... You know, they were flipping on their side saying that early start time, which I, you know, as I was thinking about this, I was like, man, I hated those. I barely remember what my first, first hour, hour class horrible. was. Never. I was just a nightmare. Oh, and I I used to remember that there was a first hour calculus class. Oh, I couldn't imagine going into first hour AP Calc and just getting your getting, head beaten. Getting, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even... <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, awake for another hour. That, that that would suck. I know. And I remember I, had, I did I, best when I had just a fluff class at the beginning. My fluff class was AP Biology, <laughs> which, which is, was a fluff class for a bunch of reasons that I'm not going to get into on the air. Yeah. But uh, we all that know was, that it was yeah. not everybody. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking back. And of course, this is probably, this is not objective 
data. This is just, you know, single mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. But I did better when I controlled my schedule and when I woke up better. In college, that was better. You know, I was getting to sleep at a more consistent time. You know, I always said, oh, man, when I was in sports, I was super busy. So, you know, I played a couple sports in college. So that's when I did my best in class. And it was like, no, I was on a regular schedule of sleep. I didn't stay out super late and party and Mm -hmm. wake up early. I mean, I did some of that, but I didn't do it, you know, three to four times a night. I did it maybe once, maybe twice. Well, I'll never forget the first time that I ever started drinking coffee. (laughs) Do you remember the first time you started drinking coffee? Yeah, it was after college. After college. You did not drink any coffee in college. I did not. I was just tired as balls for all my classes. Now coming from a man who roasts his own beans in his apartment. Look at how far I've come. Look at that. Full. I mean. Now I know more about coffee than I'd ever want. I mean, I'm the pompous coffee drinker now, which is. I can't drink, you know, I will not drink coffee when I go to restaurants. There, That's how bad it is. There is uh, coffee at one of my clients, and it's standard Folgers coffee, but for some reason, when some people make it, it just really sucks. Hmm. And today, one guy, I watched him make it, and I had a conversation with him about it, and I tried his batch of this Folgers, which is your standard like big red can of you know coffee grounds, mm-hmm. and it was it was quite a bit better. I don't know if it was fresh, and then like that coffee just dissipates in flavor so quickly that you huh. really don't want to be yep. the the latter half, or or if he had the balance of you know grounds or whatever. But that was the first time I had ever had coffee on site and been like, wow, this is this is all right. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's. There's so many different factors that go into making a good cup of coffee mm-hmm. that, I mean, you don't, I mean, water is a big thing. What yeah, type of water, of water you water, use yeah, is yep, huge. Yep. I find the that, grounds, how, yep. how freshly roasted they are. How finely ground. How, you know, yeah. are they ground for the type of coffee that you want? Yeah, yeah. Where are the beans from? Temperature you know, of the water. Everything is yeah. just so important. Like, the order you pour the drinks in. So if you pour, you have to pour cream before you pour coffee. Really? Every, oh yeah. I mean, it's down to a science and it, what did cream I mean, before coffee? What's cream? That about? So you put cream in there and then you put the coffee because apparently it, it mixes better. The molecules mix better. That, because would, make, of, that would make way more sense because mm-hmm. you should always pour the more voluminous. Yes liquid last because it's going to cause the most amount of turmoil in the glass. Exactly. And so that's why if you ever watch Starbucks people, you know, that's how they do um, coffee. And, that you know, I've been reading a lot about it. And you you can tell these little differences. I'm becoming super aware. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, it gets to be a little frustrating because I used to love diner coffee, which I would go in and just drink that shit. Probably because I I could. I still do. There's something about that caked on black coffee that that just, mug or that, that never, the pot that's been there for 15 years i don't know what it is i just love that like it's like flat and sharp and yeah. no depth to it and whatsoever. you can drink a ton of no it complexity. and not you know yeah. like and not jump out of your skin yeah and that's that's something that i've become kind of turning my nose up to and it's frustrating because it's uh, like you don't enjoy can, the cup I can taste it, and I'm like, God, this sucks. Yeah, you know, and like that's yeah. the first thought that comes, and you know, I'm yeah. trying to like, oh, this is, 
It's part of the ambiance. Part of the deal. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, but this is just bad. It's just not good coffee. It just tastes yeah. bad. And yeah. for me, for yep. kind of where I am, and and it's not that I have a finer palate than anybody. It's just that I've become aware of all of the intricacies of Certainly, certain types you, you of have coffee. preferences. My yeah. taste has yeah. changed. Yeah. It's, it's just a more developed taste, yeah. But it's interesting to kind of just like look back on my coffee drinking as I was like the person who never drank it because I was like I was like afraid of it because mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to put that in my body I'm just afraid of what caffeine will do pretty good insight because it really messes me up or it really it really impacts me sure um so now that I'm older I have to only drink a certain amount and I control it and it's this you know kind of formula of coffee that I have to do I still like to drink it though mm-hmm. and I've been always wondering if i can give up caffeine ever however i I don't think i'm in that at that point in my life right now (laughs) yeah who knows uh you you bring up a point that sparked my interest which was the uh the you know when you drink the coffee in the diner and you don't want to be like somebody who turns your nose up to it Mm -hmm. and i think that's an interesting idea because um just because you don't enjoy something like diner coffee because now you have a more developed palate in no way means that you are a better person than Mm -hmm. any other person who likes that sort of a thing. But I feel that same sort of like worry in myself if I, you know, like people are eating pizza or people are eating something that, you know, may not be dietarily advantageous for me. So it's, it's like hard to deny it and be like, oh, you know, actually for me, that's probably going to be a bad decision. Yep. And I hate that. And that's why celiacs and vegans and there's all this sort of consternation when people, when people refuse something, when people say no, especially, yep. Which is why obviously in the Japanese or, you know, some Arabic cultures where when you're offered something like you just take it and if you don't want it, you just take a tiny little sip, but you have to just do that, you know, as a gesture, which I think is, is really wise. Yeah. And probably should be what we should do long term. But like Mm -hmm. somebody like my mother, for example, can't, you know, people are eating donuts or whatever. She can't. So like, you know, she'll break out in hives or whatever, you know, she'll have diarrhea. It'll be a horrible response. So, Mm I don't have that. And it, it always is something that's a little bit frustrating and challenging for me is making that admission of like, no, I, I don't really want that. You, I, I appreciate that. But that's going to that's not going to enrich my life in any way. And that's such a good, good discussion is, you know, in these social situations where you're basically saying, I don't believe that's healthy for me. People immediately react and think you're judging their character exactly. because they're likely engaging in the thing. Yep. And they're yep. like, and they take it or maybe they don't. Sometimes it feels like to me, they take it like it's a slight, it's a slight. Yeah. And yeah. what is difficult is when you're, you know, this person who is trying to do these things for yourself and you're making yeah. these decisions on, I've made this commitment for myself you know, and this is a, it's a great kind of undertaking that anybody that's doing that, I respect you for doing that. Um, you kind of feel this social pressure yes, to, yeah, to yeah. you know, compromise and join the group. And there's this, you know, this need to try to participate and be a part of the group. 
and then not, you know, like everybody gets, oh, we're getting bread. Well, no, I don't want the bread. Yeah. Well, come on. It's yeah. really good. And da, da, da. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. What are you doing? You're da, da. watching your carbs and you make me feel like a fatty. Oh, now like, I'm uh, chubby. You know? yeah. And then like the comments come out about I it. And it's that. like, oh, my God. Sorry yeah. about your problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a lot yeah. of people that are our friends are really good about acknowledging it and saying that's cool whatever. sure sure you know sure. People, there's a lot but, of people like, but in less strong social situations but there's that tension there's there a, is that there's tension. always yeah. a tension and it's really bad with alcohol that's really yeah. if you say no to an alcoholic drink mm-hmm. at a party where everybody's drinking it's an issue you're like yeah, people yeah. you're you're like putting people on blast a little bit of hey i think this is bad i'm second guessing that yeah. decision right now this and, is bad yeah, for me yeah i think but it's it, bad for you and like, how then does it mm-hmm. how do you not have your decision reflect on somebody else and that's what i'm trying to get at here is like is there a way to do it and you know there's that japanese way of like just accepting it and oh you know here's the little tiny sip mm-hmm. that i do and i don't you know indulge or whatever like mm-hmm. is that the right approach or is it is it is abstinence the only way? Because you know we all know how that worked out for sex education, <laughs> <laughs> or prohibition, or, yeah, or any prohibition. of these other. Exactly. other exactly. I don't think yeah. in my 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 experience, I've tested a lot of different approaches because mm-hmm. gluten has been a big thing, and you know dating a woman, or dating a girl, and then meeting her family and have them loving bread, and then trying to start the discussion and. Being like, ah, I don't want that. Or you go to a dinner, yeah, certainly. And the only yep. thing that yep. they serve is bread pasta. and things or whatever. Yeah, pasta and then yep. tons of carbs. And it's like, yep. how do you? So I've yep. worked out a lot of kind of sayings and ways to get through it that work for me. And some of them work in certain situations. Some of them don't. And most of the time, it's you know this works for me. I don't know. It might not be for anybody. Like you have to be super. You know, whatever. whatever. Yep. I don't yep. care what you do. And you know, honestly, I'm trying this right now. Whatever. Like, uh, like you kind of don't take it. Like, I'm really working on myself right now, dude. <laughs> I, the thing that I've really noticed is what the problem is is the people who explain their decision. Yeah, yeah. That's the issue. You're, you, you, you nailed it. The second it. you start explaining that, oh, you know, I don't eat gluten because blah 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 blah. It's like the, you see the people's heads flip. Everybody's kind of like, I don't care. Yeah, it's you're dismissed immediately. But it's it's a rather like unless somebody and I will I will exactly yeah Yeah. unless they inquire. Oh, why why? aren't you doing that? Which the hard thing is when one person does it and there's four others in the conversation. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Where there's one really interested person who's like, Oh, why aren't you doing? Why? Yeah, I do this all the time. Why? And they're like trying to learn a little bit because they're. Yep. So, you know, they're like, oh, there's the a decision that, I'm not familiar with. That, I'm like, trying why, to learn about it. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. I know you. You experiment with everything. I'd love to hear what like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. that general interest. And then there's the people who are like, I'm not changing. I don't care what you say. Yeah. You know, and yep. it's like, how do yep. you switch that? And I found just like you said, you just have to be super like, oh, I don't know. It's working for me. You know, yeah. who knows? Like extremely, whatever, extremely like, dis yeah, sort like, of. Uh, yeah, step away from yeah, it. And, yeah, disconnected. And, and it's like, you know, it's working for me right now. I don't know. Like you just kind of have to not be like committed. Like I oh, feel 10 yeah. times better. I wake up earlier. Yeah, I exactly. I do 10 push-ups every yeah. 10 minutes. Like you <laughs> can't go shit. the whole CrossFit uh, route. Oh, my Is God. Is that the CrossFit route? of Totally. Like, 
over explaining unwelcomed explaining oh that's unwelcomed explanation for anything you can talk about food choices any sort of i mean anything at all like just conversation in general conversation in general explaining yourself the unwelcomed explainer yeah yeah oh for sure that's 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 the conversation killer and and i have I have made that mistake so many times, like especially when I'm a person who really likes to teach people. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. I love to. I love to. I love to share. Well, you're good at it. I love. Thank you. I love yeah. to share the knowledge that I have. So, like, if I'm doing something a particular way, and I notice somebody who's like kind of looking at it, mm-hmm. but they don't ask me about it, sometimes you I will be like, like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I do teaching this because moment. of Bam! this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I the really, brain is almost open. I'm gonna bash the door. Exactly, and and, and uh, chances are I should just like chill out and not actually. No, you know, I think obviously that's super genuine though. That's yes. what I think. That's what people really appreciate with you. Like a lot of my friends have always just been like, I love hanging out with Adam because man, he just every time I go home, I think about like. You have such a <laughs> yeah. good approach, and it's not done with this like no, no, I'm no. superior. It's kind of like, hey, have you thought? I about care this? about this. Yeah. And I care about you. Yeah. Or like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's all yeah, hug and yeah. talk about this thing <laughs> instead of like, I do CrossFit. I'm better than you. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's not yeah, that yeah. so black and white. It's kind of like, I think the intention of the conversation is so important, but yeah, it's, it's so hard socially to navigate this, you know, especially when you're losing weight or things are going well and you're talking to somebody who is overweight yeah, or yeah. who is oh man struggles so with the issues so it's hard. difficult because it's like you know my my girlfriend was talking about this at her job she was by far the skinniest person there and they would go to applebee's and yeah. she was like i had to go to team build and she's like i cannot believe we're going to this restaurant mm-hmm. it's embarrassing and She's like, I do want to get to know the people. So she would go and order a, a salad, salad. And then, yeah. th- you know, they'd, the, they'd make fun of her. Then for everybody it. would make fun of her for yeah. it. And she would be like, you know, how do you how do you communicate appropriate without being like, you know, and she'd just be like, oh, yeah, whatever. But she's like, it got really annoying because they does would get annoying because yeah. they would like every time it'd be the exact same. Like, you know, oh, you're a bad person. You know, you. You oh look at you! You're just trying to lose weight. Da da da. It's like yeah. well yeah I I am mm-hmm. and so and it's interesting. Here, let me tell you about something I'm insecure about. Yeah yes <laughs> you know, yes Sorry, gonna, my issues. Uh, let me just spray some of my insecurity all over. We well gotta, it's, open the firehouse. Yeah it's like crazy. I know and it's so uh, funny to talk about conversations because what I've been doing lately is trying to talk as little as possible in conversations. Absolutely asking as many questions of people and man, I'm just, it's just going so much easier for me. Yeah. Like yesterday, for example, I had my golf deal and I didn't, I made it through 18. I made it through eight holes of nine and they didn't ask me a question. Yeah. And, and finally I was like, the guy goes, wait, what do you even do for a job? Like, and I was just like, Oh, nailed it. <laughs> you know, it was like that long yeah, of me asking yeah, questions yeah, and them yeah. just talking and just genuine that. conversation. And then they realize, like, Holy shit, I've been talking this whole time. I haven't, I don't know a single free. thing about who this person is. <laughs> who is this person? Who is this guy? And I just was sitting there like, and then the first question is, awesome. is always, wait, what do you do? Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> what, what do you do? And then I felt uh, awkward. Cause I'm like, yeah, I haven't like, said anything all day. Yeah, and then you're like, Okay, well, here's the Cliff Notes version. I'm a healthcare consultant. I, yeah. I don't even know what to say. That's what I always I, say, so just because now it's I've, like... I think I figured it out. 
I say employee benefits and I'll just uh, leave it healthcare employee benefits and just leave it there. Cause okay. the moment I say healthcare, it goes like, are you a doctor? Like, yeah, and then yeah, it goes yeah. off yep. into yep. their little, like I have orthopedic pain in my knee and da 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 da. Like yeah, yeah. you get too detailed in healthcare and it goes into like a, an issue about that person, which, or, you know, there's, there's really good discussions on healthcare. So it's not all of it, but it's like, how do you navigate? It's always complex. And, you know, you have your hand in so many different things. It's like, which how, one do you even yeah, say first? Yeah, totally. Just for, hey, I, and the easiest one for us to go to is underwear. I'm in underwear. Oh yeah. That I don't one, talk I just, about that one very that much. That one I do parties. Yeah. I just bomb. I'm in underwear. Cause that one always yeah, people, hits. Yeah. People enjoy It's like at that. weddings, people are like, Oh, what do you do for work? I work in underwear. <laughs> Undergarments. <laughs> Undergarments. Uh, no, I don't are... work at Target. I actually work for a company called Just Brown Underwear. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. And it's like, that's such a great uh, it's conversation disarming. because it's, it's disarming. like, it, it turns yeah. the conversation away from like, I've worked at 3M for five years. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden you're not trying to stick measure. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I, okay, can you can I get a reference and talk to that person before the end of our conversation and make sure that I get your diploma? You know, it's well, like and, and I I love making a great business connection at social functions. I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. But what is the follow through percentage on that man? Like none. Like I I was talking or like those networkers. Oh my gosh! Like go I, get a freaking break. I was I was uh, chatting with some folks at the ski hill. And I was in the cafeteria talking about my mental health application, my my mental health startup that is working on making mental health care more accessible. And um, I'm talking to a therapist, and we just sat next to each other by happenstance. And I asked him, I said, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" You know, because we had, and he he was like, "Oh, I'm a therapist." And then I asked him about his practice, and he eventually asked me, and I said, "Oh, you know, I'd really like to ask you some questions. Can I get your contact information?" Mm-hmm. Had this really great conversation. Called him a couple times. Nothing. Nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. well, the follow through on this zero, and it's you were reaching out. Yeah, and there is definitely a difference between somebody who's more on the asking side, which is me, because I'm not very experienced. You know, I'm typically asking things of people, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. and people ask things of me as well. They happen to be often younger. Mm-hmm. less experienced but if somebody is like hey i really want to chat with you about something i'm always like yeah what's up you know for sure talking I, about it my my view on all of that stuff is you kind of get what you you get back what you give out sure so if sure. you are my my whole deal with with working with people or have these discussions is like how can i help you move yourself forward and maybe yeah. you'll help me yep. and that's worked and that's the whole thing about this ask thing that you talk about is it's really hard to navigate that when you're sitting next to, you know, a CEO of an organization who you're like, holy shit, this could make a big difference for me. How do I work this in? And I've fallen back to, um, how can I help, you know, you, your organization move forward? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a lot of skills that can help. What's it, what, you know, like flipping the conversation around instead of like, I've got this issue. I know you can help. And instead of like telling them they can help, you got to kind of frame it differently. And that's been a big learning for me, which has been, it's been great. The conversations and I've been forming these better relationships with people, you know, and it's not like these flighty, 
yeah. let's go make a million dollars. And it's like, no, let's build a connection, a deep connection on something that matters. Like what is the mission of your company and the mission of ours? And let's, let's move them this way or no, let's move them. Let's get away. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's been mm-hmm. a really, I think bigger thing. And as I've moved, moved towards some of these kind of deals that I've been working on, that just, it always comes back and bites me. And it's like, Hey, keep doing this. Like it always works. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's another, this is a good chance for me to reinforce this in myself right now. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. In the, uh, the words of the prophet, am I not listening? Yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. you, you know, that's one of the main reasons that I used to love giving peer support to people who are struggling with mental health because I would be also reinforcing those sort of positive notes in my, you mm-hmm. know, my own self. So when listening, uh, we talk, I mean, that's such a huge thing with conversation is being an active, good listener. And that's something that I know we've worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the whole, the whole thing of like, see how long you can go without asking, without saying without story saying anything about yourself is yeah, really yeah. like a good practice. And yep. you'd be surprised people have can to not recognize it at all. But you know what is really even more, uh, more um, engaging or like deadly from a, from a building relationships perspective is if you can sprinkle in those tiny little stories and things about yourself just like a dusting on the surface so they feel like they're really actually starting to get to know you when really the conversation is totally focused on getting to know them better yes you're right those connecting points just those tiny like, things hey, like I've, oh, oh I've i did there, this or, too and mm-hmm. then this you know and then oh, you and immediately then throw them but as yeah. opposed to like because i can get into the stale sort of just repeatedly bashing questions at them too you yes know, which, which well, there's doesn't def- flow conversationally you know that's a good point is there's an art that you have to do there is an art like, to, of some give, self-expression you know, in order 10 to 15 to 20 percent it really depends on the person it does depend on the person but i was chatting with a gentleman who uh, is in sales, a good buddy of mine, and he was saying, um, we were talking about another dude and, and how he switched jobs or whatever, and he was in sales as well. And this guy who was in sales was like, because uh, I, I said something like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll nev- find another line of work. He would be a great salesman. And this other dude who's in sales is like, yeah, he'd be an, he's an excellent bullshitter. I would hire him in a second. Mm-hmm. And he kind of brought it down to like this chummy sort of, you know, being a bullshitter. And I know that's what he says. Mm-hmm. But that for somebody who's so much not a bullshitter in any way, really. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, it was enlightening for me to realize how a lot of the art of the sale is just sort of banter. It's all it there's. Yeah, it. The more you hang out with these really good salespeople, they're really good at navigating conversations and making other people comfortable, making exactly. other people feel comfortable, exactly. making them feel like they know you, Yeah, your friends, your you're friends, not threatening, like whatever. <laughs> I like working with this person. I know who they are. Uh, this is cool. Yeah. Let's do this. You know, like that type of thing is really, really important. Yeah. Really important. And that's being approachable is something that really good salesmen are. It's like, oh, this person's super exciting. I want to be around them. They make me feel good. Yep. So totally. it's a great point. Totally. Great point. Well, we were chatting about coffee earlier, and I, I you had said that you didn't, uh, you didn't drink coffee when you were in college. Um, how did it happen? How did you start drinking coffee? Do you remember? Yeah, it was it was at work, 
And I just did it because every, everybody, everybody else was. Everybody drank coffee, yeah. And I was like, hey, maybe now this is something. I, I'm an adult. I got my diploma in my backpack. I'm going to drink some coffee. <laughs> and then I was wired. Uh, and then I started We I started using it as like. A fuel injection system. A fuel system. injection. Yeah. And then a depository system. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I'm pretty regular when I do this. This is exciting. I have. Uh. I'm still eating gluten and struggling with what's going on with my body, but this really clears you know, it out. This really so, vests the system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that was a good strategy, a good thing that kind of got me going. And then I just decided to like the taste, and and then you were off. And then I'm now I'm roasting coffee in my backyard every other day because it's the fresher it is, the better it is. So well for me it was freshman year and we were in the dorms in the dining halls and uh one of my buddies was a coffee drinker but he didn't always drink coffee and he was like oh dude what you need to do is just get like a fourth of coffee and then use this french vanilla thing and put that in so it's basically like sugar <laughs> it's, it's, just... it's like chocolate milk it's oh like cinnamon God. chocolate milk with, I remember a, those with a shot of coffee yeah and uh and there's obviously vanilla in there as well but uh so i would get these cups of like you know french vanilla and coffee with just a very mild 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 taste of coffee and mm. so it was mostly sugar you know mostly sugar and dairy but uh i i started drinking that in the morning and then gradually i just started to not like all of the sugar content because yeah because uh, it was just so excruciating like i think that would be on par with the uh with the fruit roll-ups of, oh, of early years. Yeah, like, just like let's bu- get buzzed on yeah. sugar and then crash like a MFR. Yeah, that's why so. you had to. That's why you had to eat like ten at a time. You had to eat a lot of them. If one is one is child's play. Two, you could be satiated with your sixty grams of sugar. <laughs> or whatever. Three, if mom was uh, gone. Yeah, or fruit by fruit by the foot. If you're really, you know, if you've really splurged. Ooh, that's like. Or that's like a week after. That's like November. That's friends. 5th. That's like friends. A friend's house. A friend's house. Because we we couldn't even have gushers. Ooh. That's where the line was drawn. Ooh, because those that's that was that was clinically not good for you. Gushers is basically the cocaine, it of, was the, the cocaine. Of, of the adolescent boy <laughs> the world. Little, the yeah. little boy is like, oh, you got you got him. If you, you had bring gush- him, you gushers, you oh. brought him. Let's go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. And then you'd have those psychopaths who would drink the dr- surge, drink the no, 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 drink the middle of the gusher out of the. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're doing that, yeah, that's 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 cross. That's like I have I have like I have standards. I have yeah, class. That, I can't do that. That's like uh, when you when you take cocaine and make it into crack. I mean, that's that just always was too much. Yeah, you needed. I needed that balance of you know less viscous and more viscous you know sort of structure you had some structure in there it wasn't like mainlining the sugar like the uh you know just drinking that right out of the milk yeah that that's that's going too far for me that's when you know you got a problem it's when you're mainlining gushers (laughs) (laughs) when you pop it open with a needle Uh, drink it then throw the other part away some people they very much would bite off that bite off some and then you know squeeze it into i mean it's just crazy oh i remember that crazy i do we can we we've done a fair amount of snack uh Mm -hmm. talk but we might as well bring up oreos too because oreos the best move of all time goes to our buddy cv Mm -hmm. where (laughs) the oreo dip he just well he he 
he he likes to incite chaos. I think that's a good. That I mean, is just that is probably the perfect big, representation of his goal. Big when he walks big into a room, it's inside chaos. He's a big disruptor, which mm-hmm. I really appreciate and like. And uh, he For some also reason that works out he well also, with our personalities. Yep, he also just so you know is a nuclear engineer, but he's on the marketing side. <laughs> so well, he was. He or moved he, away from the engineering side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so, yeah, he's so in he's, between. So he's not a chaos inciting nuclear engineer, but he is in chaos inciting nuclear uh, engineer, nuclear product salesman. Nuclear product salesman. And, uh, Which probably and like he's the doing perfect very good. combination. Yeah, doing very well for himself. But uh, I believe one of his moves was to scrape off all of the inside Mm-hmm. and throw it away and then just eat the two crackers in front obviously in front of somebody like Second i don't know point. if he was in this yeah but uh i that that which it certainly does it psychs people out have you ever seen somebody scrape off the frosting of an oreo cookie throw it in the trash and eat the cookie part no if Probably they not. look first of his kind if that's if for sure he did it looking you in the eye i would run the other way <laughs> that means target engaged Oh my gosh, yeah. he's ready to blast some skulls. Yeah, 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 one of a kind. Yeah, devoted listener as well. So, um, enjoy that uh, first class ticket over to China or yep. uh, you know wherever he may be off to next. He's actually coming back from Finlandia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's uh, shut it down. That's all we got for you today, folks. Tune in next week when we'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room.